Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. I'm trying to save money, so I don't want to eat out this year. Instead, I'm going grocery shopping. But I have to not fall into the trap of shopping at Whole Foods because that's more expensive than eating out. It's tough because... uh... They tell you, you want to save money, cook at home. You know, that's something I've heard my entire life. Right. Uh, but I think the only way to save at home almost is to have like Campbell's condensed soups. Right. For every single meal. Yeah, exactly. You need to have the ba- the bare basics. Buy frozen peas and put them directly in a pot and then just eat them that way. Yeah, it has to be frozen peas. It has to be uh, Campbell's condensed soup. And if you can even do better, generic. I was going to say, you keep, you sound like you're working for Campbell's the way you yes. put the name. You got to have Chunky. <laughs> you remember when Campbell's Chunky Soup was like the biggest thing. All the NFL players were doing the Campbell's Chunky commercials. Is that, well, now I remember Dinty Moore. Like uh, Dinty Moore. Donovan McNabb's mom had Dinty Moore. She was no, that ads. was Campbell's. Oh. That was Campbell's Chunky. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Dinty Moore really had a hold on me. So much so that you now have the Mandela effect with different soup companies. Yep. And that, well, Dinty guess... Moore isn't even soup. It's it's a beef stew. It's a stew. Yeah. <laughs> soup so good it eats like a meal, I believe. <laughs> uh, I was just about to say their advertisers failed if we're confusing the brands. But if I'm still spouting somebody's slogan, I think the advertisers win. I know. I'm still thinking that slogan that you just did was the Campbell's Chunky Soup slogan, not the Denty Moore. You could be right. I don't know. I just know that you've said Campbell's Chunky Soup eight times, <laughs> and I haven't even gotten to my I just point. hear a cash register every time I say it. Ching, ching, ching. They're not. They they're paying you ten. No, ten cents sounds generous. Actually, yes, do they actually have to contact us to be an official sponsor? Or can you just say the name of a company and they'll just send you a check? Here's the thing about frozen peas. I looked up a recipe to jazz them up because they often get ignored in our household. I'll, we'll make them last minute, and then they're like the most the thing that's the most left up behind on our plate by our kid. So I read an all a recipe that said you know what just stop putting them in a pot with added water just stop doing it right now and i was like wow i'm you grabbed me i want to know more they said put them in a saute pan add sugar and i'm like uh-oh and they're like add butter add a clove of garlic saute that for a little bit and then i can't remember the rest maybe salt and pepper maybe oh no they said don't salt them until they're on the plate because the salt is going to make them shriveled and look, you know, you've seen them. So anyway. <laughs> you know, you know, you've seen shriveled peas. <laughs> We've all seen shriveled peas. <laughs> and I gave them to our kid. First of all, I tasted them and they were fabulous. But with something is essentially candied. It's butter and sugar. Like, isn't that one step away from caramelizing something? Yeah, I didn't know that you put sugar in them. I know. I didn't tell you that on purpose. Yes. Uh, but it was just like a teaspoon. Come on. A teaspoon is a lot. Five That's grams, a- right? I don't know. Okay, you don't even know, so calm know. down. But it's a full teaspoon is a lot of sugar. <laughs> Not in a, in a half a bag of peas. So the, the sugar and the salt enhance the flavors, just like McDonald's knew a long time ago. <laughs> when I asked our daughter, I was like, so how did they taste? She finished them all, I want to say, for the record. But her review was, they taste exactly like peas. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, that's the trick, right? So, but... so is, I don't... I don't see the need for the sugar in the recipe. Yeah. Well, the sugar is to enhance the natural sweetness of the peas. Yeah. Okay. I thought that's what sugar 
is those it is the sweetness maybe so that's a great point i think um it's supposed to balance out the savoriness i don't think there's any added salt here in this recipe because the butter could be unsalted you know what i mean so but then you add garlic. salt once it's on the plate if you want to yeah but that's optional my so my point is the salt what is, is optional, the sugar but the sugar, for? sugar is not yeah optional. that's what i'm saying why do they make you add extra sugar when the peas are already sweet so i like i said i think it's to balance the umami Mm -hmm. yeah i'm not buying that kind of recipe i feel like that is the the kind of thing where they take whatever the natural healthy aspect is of something and then they ruin it and then say look you're eating peas it's like well i should have just had candy instead i don't know well counterpoint if you're eating a whole bag of peas instead of three bites of boring shriveled peas then maybe they have a point well i am not the one in the family that has a problem eating peas I, eat I know I like I like them too, but I, I was looking for a way to enhance them. I do feel like I got tricked because this is this is my point about like Whole Foods and the Food Network. It's just like <laughs> this is your point about the Food Network all of a sudden. Well, you just said everybody says cook at home, and then you do that, and then mm-hmm. you're bored with what you know how to make, which is spaghetti and toast. So you look up recipes on like how do I chop vegetables, how do I saute meat, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know that old recipe of uh, spaghetti and toast. <laughs> You've heard of Texas toast. This is Florida's old spaghetti toast recipe. So, um, so, so then you want to, it gets more complex. And I swear everybody's like spring onion. So you buy a whole spring onion, two sprigs of which are needed for the recipe and the rest of it goes bad in your fridge. You know, this is the dilemma of cooking based on recipes and someone really wants you to jazz it up. So anywho, I don't know. I mean, like you're saying you have to go with processed staples. Is that what you're saying? In order to uh, have a low bill. Okay. Yeah, it's not to in order to have a good meal. Yeah, that's a sad <laughs> meal. <laughs> if you keep having the same soups over and over that's again. That's why people have such a trouble. Like So many people eat at like McDonald's all the time is because it, at some point it's cheaper than to do that than to go to Whole Foods and buy all the groceries. Well, absolutely, yeah. At least in the short term. My mom calls Whole Foods Whole Paycheck because <laughs> that's what it costs to shop there. Um, then you've got Trader Joe's. This is the, the 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 country bumpkin cousin of Whole Foods City <laughs> Slicker. You know what I mean? Because Trader Joe's got like a big old piece of wheat coming out of his exactly. mouth. Exactly. Well, look, look at here who decided to show up and do some little grocery shopping. He has his thumb behind his two overall <laughs> straps. <laughs> I think. Well, um, just mosey on around the general store. See if there's something you'd like. It is. It's designed as a general store. Everybody's folksy. I feel like every staff member just finished a laughter yoga class. You know, they're all too friendly and too chill. They're so happy to be there. You know, uh, but they're paid. And something that I've never experienced in my life until I moved to Brooklyn was there's this uh, co-op. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a grocery store that I've never been in because I, I don't I don't have any interest in what they require for you to be a member is right. that you have to volunteer. You have to work there. To get their prize winning pumpkins. Yes. In order <laughs> to get their whatever fresh produce at a you know, five cents off. They're tomatoes that are actually red, not orange, yes. like most other grocery stores. <laughs> you have to volunteer your time every month. So right. Like, I don't even know how many hours, three, six hours a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely not. There's no no way. I'm Unless all of my groceries were free. Right. 
would I be interested in doing that? It's a lot of 20-somethings and 70-somethings at the co-op. People who are not (laughs) that busy, but who do want fresh leeks and figs. And they want to feel part of some community that I do not want to feel part of. Well, that's the thing. What I remember about it, because didn't we... Didn't we volunteer once? No, no, we never did. Absolutely not. Uh, I think we just learned secondhand <laughs> stories from our friends that volunteered. Um, is that they're very, whoever ran the food co op near us was very particular and a bit, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, when you're bossy. Yeah. Regimented. Yeah, very tightly regimented <laughs> to the point where I was like, I'm volunteering my time. Why are you, you know, running a, like a drill sergeant here? So, um, so yeah, that's out. You know, they have farmer farm shares. Have you heard of those? That's uh, that's where I guess you pay a monthly fee, and then they give you a box full of their vegetables. mystery vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they, whatever they had left over that they didn't sell to the grocery store. Yeah, it's not rejects necessarily. Maybe it is. But what it is to me that's always funny is it's always something you don't know what to do with and you've never heard of in your life. Or it's um, it's like fennel. and it's, No, fennel's not what I'm thinking of. Fenugreek? Have you heard of fenugreek? Fenugreek. They have fenugreek and daikon, and that's what they're <laughs> giving you this week. Uh, what are you They're like, can I get some carrots and potatoes? <laughs> No, go to Sea Town if you want that boring claptrap. Uh, I need to go to the hog farm so I get some bacon up in here. <laughs> you're not getting that at the yeah. You're getting kale the size of your head. You're getting like an elephant leaf plant. Just a big old leaf of kale. So that's my problem with farm shares is that I don't know what to do with it. And you know what? I'm always afraid of a giant like squirmy green grub. Like a really fat grub's gonna fall out of my. And the greens. farm share like that they didn't even look it over that they just yeah they're they're proud of it right out of the ground put it in the box they're like he's of the earth take him he's extra protein and i'm like i don't want that thing okay so anyway that's my unsubstantiated fear about farm shares and and i have to not get suckered into whole foods now trader joe's is similar to whole foods because they have organic items and they have i would call them specialty items like Mm, teriyaki sauce doesn't sound that special, but soy aminos, for example, coconut aminos. You've okay. got a, it's like a soy sauce alternative for people who can't do soy. You've got that, but then everything is labeled with Trader Joe's, which is why it feels like a cult. You know what I mean? <laughs> it seems like it uh, reminds me more of uh, like Walmart had their brands for a while. I they don't do. Know if they still yeah, do. yeah, yeah. They, I'm sure they still do. Every, even today's TS, best or right. today's value or. <laughs> Whatever it was called. <laughs> well, even Whole Foods has 365, but they're smart enough to not call it Whole Foods brand. It's like Acme. You know, when you just see the same label and the same item, you're I just know. Like, well, Amazon owns Whole Foods. Oh, no. And so when you're shopping at Whole Foods, you're actually shopping an Amazon product. Why did I not know that? I know that, that you have the Prime deal. You get extra <laughs> discounts if you <laughs> flash your little Prime. But I thought they were too businesses working in conjunction no that's not how these things work you can't show your gym membership at uh <laughs> some other club and be like hey can i just come in because yeah it's exactly like that it's like your senior citizen uh discount at a movie theater you're like look i have a special qualification <laughs> <laughs> i think what you're talking about is those like coupon books that they used to sell or coupon cards that they say this card will allow you to get 10 percent off all these different oh, businesses that I decide love that to concept you're right oh i'm flashing back i never took advantage of those products but or that, that those promotions, but that sounds great. Bring them back, bring back the coupon cards. Yeah, well, you know, I don't Trader Joe's and Whole Foods do not interest me that much. What interests me probably more than anything is I have now taken to going to Aldi when I'm on the road. Oh, really? So it's, Aldi is your little Trader Joe's? Yes. Well, as a kid, there was some Aldi seemed like it was 
all the absolute worst foods. It was. <laughs> Do you know the pun you just made? <laughs> Aldi stood for all the absolute <laughs> all worst the foods. absolute food. And they, and they. Um, now, now we're gonna be thinking of this the whole time. Every time I was, all the. You can go to Kroger. You can get all the rest of that crap somewhere else. <laughs> well, I. I do think that like it always seemed like it, it's was generic canopies and it was always just like really the bottom of the barrel type of produce mm-hmm. and everything. Yep. But the, I went there like it's nothing but generic. Generic. Right? Like the There's whole no name the whole store is generic. Right, right, like, right. And so I went there on a when I was on a road gig, ah, you know, a couple of years ago where I cuz I like to go to grocery stores anyway just to get some food that isn't just like I'm eating at McDonald's every time I go <laughs> on a grove gig. And when you're tired of the gas station's hard-boiled eggs. Yes. <laughs> That's on the way there. Once I'm there, I need more than just eggs. And so uh, I went into an Aldi and they have, I don't know who, probably somebody else owns it now. Probably Amazon. No, no. <laughs> and they have made it more like a Trader Joe's. Cute. But the prices are still really good. So you can get like... Uh, a 10 pound bag of cashews for five bucks type of thing yeah oh that's great i didn't know that i mean i'm exaggerating a bit but like yeah yeah. it's a good deal yeah you're getting great stuff for a decent price yeah instead of (laughs) whole foods the way whole foods does it is it's great stuff at an elevated price to make you feel special yes like only the best for you yes and aldi (laughs) it's great deals uh all the stuff you'd want as long as you're okay with like a little mold it's good to go. <laughs> well, my problem with all the what's my impression of it? It's kind of I'm trying to think of um it's like pay less shoe source. You know what I mean? It always has felt like we have stuff, but we're not really all that attentive to where we place it. And this is a biased obviously like I'm thinking of Aldi in the past also. But uh but yeah, that's cool that you have your place and you know my mom has Costco and when I was little we had Sam's Club. So there are just these shopping experiences that make people go when they walk in. And for me, it's Trader Joe's. Today. Yeah, we had the wholesale. Well, we had Sam's Club. But before that yes. was just a place called the Wholesale Club that really? we went to. Yes. And then it became Sam's Wholesale Club. Then they just call it Sam's Club. Was Price Club everything? Or is that just a generic term used for sitcoms? Because they would always call it, talk about Price Club. I couldn't it? speak. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I just know when I was a kid, we went to wholesale. a wholesale club. That's and, hilarious. <laughs> it sounds like you're getting it off the back of a truck. I know. Well, the whole the coolest thing about that was, as a kid, so they had these boxes of baseball cards. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably had football cards and basketball cards, but they had the full box that you would normally if you're a business buy and then open the box and then they had the individual packs of the cards that you would sell for you know a dollar a couple dollars out of the pack so you'd buy the whole box that had maybe 20 or 25 packs in it for like 10 bucks Interesting. and then you would sell each one of those for a dollar right that's something you want to get at a discount but wouldn't you be worried about having five ken griffey juniors well, I was a kid. It's not. First of all, King Griffey Jr.'s was a good one. You was would, that a good you one? You would want five of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's only like four baseball player names I know, and I can't say Babe Ruth. It wouldn't make no. sense. No, <laughs> yeah. Hank Aaron was too old. <laughs> You're picking. Yeah, I mean, if you found those, those would be great. Yes, if they're original. It's five of them, even more. Yes. So yeah, well, there was there would be cards that um, there was people that had brothers so there's like cal ripkin jr that everybody would know and want yeah. and then he had like a brother billy ripkin and you're like oh i got <laughs> billy ripkin i don't want this one wasn't he an infomercial <laughs> oh no that was a different billy 
And I think I might be wrong about this. I think it was Billy Rifkin. There is a card. I don't know if it was worth anything, if it's worth anything now, but when I was a kid, um, there's a, I think a misprint or it's not a misprint. It was just something that got onto the card that wasn't supposed to. Mm -hmm. So it's either on the bottom of his bat that he's holding it's written out F U mm-hmm. or he's holding up his middle finger. Like Ooh, one of those special and it made it to the card and then they had to recall it. And so all the kids, I, we were always wanting to see, I never course, saw one in person. I, I, now on the internet, I can just look them up, but uh, it was like, Oh, we got to find that Billy Rifkin. And I'm pretty sure it was Billy Rifkin. That's so funny. Cause I was just about to make a joke about Billy Rifkin being, you know, the lesser one you think about. I was like, cause he's holding this bat upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that card. But now you're actually saying, no, you want those weird Well, that's novels. the thing. The only reason that you'd want his card is not because he was this great player and a fan favorite. It was that he his bat was upside down and it had a curse word on it. <laughs> I love the concept of someone messing up their picture on purpose so that they could stand out. Like, look, they're not talking about me. I got to do something to get their attention. Look, you got to do what you got to do in the card secondary market <laughs> Your thing. flies yeah. down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, this thing, I think there was rumors as a kid because we didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we couldn't just go to the internet, Google it, and look it up at that point. And so the rumors were around. One was that his zipper was down and mm-hmm. his, you know, private parts were showing. Oh, boy. Of course, the rumor mill just, oh, like, it makes just goes it on grow and on. That, that he was flipping, you know, the birds to everybody. And I, but I think, and as an adult, I learned it was that he had written a curse word on the bottom of his baseball That's bat. That's funny. I fell for one of those. Do you remember Parade Magazine that came with your Sunday paper? I do, yeah. Nobody that's listening knows what a newspaper is, but <laughs> <laughs> we used to read our internet on sheets of paper. And so anyway, Parade Magazine was something I looked forward to on Sundays. And there was always... <laughs> I'm laughing ahead of time because of how corny it was, but how much I looked forward to it. Advertisements for commemorative plates porcelain dolls and and one in particular was a collectible penny and the year i want to say the year was 1992 but that sounds silly but anyway the two was printed funny or there was like a double print so they were like there are only a few in the world and either i either saw it as an advertisement to buy that thing or i heard about them in a in a in a passing story but anyway my mind links it to parade magazine and so for years, maybe two years, I would always look at pennies for that double print. And now in hindsight that I even think about it, that has to be the silliest, goofiest. Well, it, the funny thing is like anything that goal. in those magazines that would have the ads for buy this collector coin set or whatever. Right. How many of these are they selling? They're selling a million of They've them. They've got to sell. <laughs> they're, they're not collectible. It, what makes they're it collectible also, is junk. rarity. I mean, in hindsight, yes. yeah. When I think back on it now, it was just nothing cool. It couldn't have been. It I kind of want to Google after this, after we do this, just to see if there's like any commemorative Elvis plates that are actually worth anything. True. Good point. I, I imagine that so many people bought those things. The commemorative, uh, uh, they had presidents. They had Elvis. They had one that I thought maybe was astronauts. Cool was like a way to collect all the quarters when they start when all the states started to. Ch- change on the back of them yeah. like they would represent that was like a cute little you could mount that yeah a gimmick for you to hoard money <laughs> <laughs> why destroying we have, its value why we, why we have a corn coin shortage now is that people hoarding their money 
<laughs> change the value of your coin by devaluing it by yeah. keeping it under your mattress. Yeah, that makes me think of two things. One is like the newspaper thing is you don't ever see anybody read a newspaper except for the, this one dude at the gym. There's an old man mm-hmm. that I never see work out. Mm-hmm. But what he does, there's there's a locker room with the lockers and then they have a few lockers out front where if you just got your coat you can throw it in there if you don't want to go and change and everything you know you're not doing the full get up and so usually that's what i have as a jacket or something i want to throw it in there every single day he is sitting in front of all of these lockers he somehow managed to spread himself out to cover about 12 lockers he loves it there and he's reading his newspaper <laughs> an actual physical he's newspaper. He's not a bathroom attendant or a locker room he has, attendant? He's not, it's not the locker room. It's, it's out in the... It's so for some reason, he has a gym membership to go read a paper <laughs> and get in everybody's way. It's the only never, place he can get some peas and also make friends. <laughs> but he doesn't talk to anybody. He oh. just gets in our way. That's what he does. <laughs> that's hilarious. He takes up that many lockers. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's there so that you have to say, excuse me. And then he's like, hey, nice weather we're having. There. Well, I do. I, I have said, excuse me before. And there's nothing that happens. He just kind of... <laughs> you know in a grouse type of way uh scoots over a little bit you reminded me of a gentleman who is always at our subway station in the morning reading a paper like i didn't even think about it but like that he has a paper and he if no one's around him he talks to himself and so for days when i would see him i thought oh this guy's just chattering to himself but um one day he saw me i i I took our daughter to school and then i came back without her and he goes Oh, you don't have your kid anymore. Oh, she must have gone to school. And I was like, huh? <laughs> you see me? <laughs> so I said, yeah, have a great day. He yeah. said, you too. You're paying too close attention. He's not reading a newspaper or talking. He's just people watching. <laughs> yeah, have you hired a private investigator? <laughs> because I keep calling our daughter my daughter. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Did he have a trench coat and a hat and glasses, sunglasses? and Just, look, just peeking over the top of a newspaper <laughs> all this time he was chatting to himself he was talking to you yeah well the, you know and the second thing that you know i was thinking about uh, with the commemorative stuff is yeah. the only thing that i even have interest of, of any kind of that stuff and i now have a, a version of it is when i was a kid my grandma uh, on my dad's side she had all of these little astronaut apollo mission cups so at some point these little glasses and they're they're bigger than a juice glass but probably maybe six ounce size okay and they had different apollo mission uh scenes on them and they're glass i was hoping you would say astronaut figurines (laughs) well no because have you seen any astronaut figurines around here well you haven't said it yet but you're right we do have the glasses we have the glasses yeah i've never paid attention to them to notice they have a different apollo scenes that's cool yeah it's like landing on the moon you know there's apollo 11 i think 13 uh well they might not have 13 on there because that was a um failed mission oh really oh is that what the movie's about i (laughs) thought he (laughs) wait you thought this was a success i mean tom hanks he can't fail well the whole well they did not die just, right, they just didn't to give die. You, just to give you a little history lesson, <laughs> they didn't die, but it was supposed they were supposed to go the, to yeah. the moon, on the moon, and they couldn't, and there was a failure. And so the success of it is that they got back home. Right. That That's why success. I left the theater feeling like that was a relief. But I do remember the scene where he has to pull away from the moon. Yes. Was the concept there that he was just too old to do it again? Or it's so hard on your body you can't go back up there? Or did he end up going, that astronaut? He probably went. I'm not, I'm not sure. All right. 
Winnie, oh. wow. I, I want to tell you something about those juice glasses. They make me want juice every time I look at them. And I feel bad because they're, you know, your grandma's and I have a habit of breaking old things. Well, so I'm not this going is the thing them. is those are not the original ones. Oh. Those are ones that my sister bought me because I told her the story about liking my grandma's Aww. and she found some on eBay wow. and bought me a different set. So they're not, the, not the ones that my grandma had. No, I love that because I've done that. With my mom, she had a Chatty Cathy doll when she was a kid, and so I looked one up, and it was a replica, and it was nothing like the real thing, so she, I sent it back. But um, but it was really cool. And then um, I was house-sitting for a guy, and I broke his grandmother's mixing bowl. It was like one of those retro bowls. You remember this. Mm-hmm. And then I replaced it on eBay. I'm very into replacing replicas. In fact, I just bought our dunner, our dunner, <laughs> our daughter's bunny foo-foo. You, you sure it wasn't your dunner? It was a <laughs> Um, you know, her attachment toy, I, I found it on eBay and I thought, this is a steal. I better get it. I don't know why. I still don't know why I got it because you can't replace someone's attachment toy. But anyway, it's... Well, there's no way that we could repl- like switch them out. vacuum seal it and hide it Because it's a white bunny that after five years of use has turned into a gray bunny. Yeah, and she's not going back. And then she's to seen some get things. a brand new white bunny, it's like, this is not the same bunny. You're right. They don't feel the same. They don't look the same. I'm sure they don't smell the same. But uh, but anyway, back to my point, which is back to your story. I'm big on replacing things or finding replicas. I think that's a cool concept. Um, you mentioned your grandma, and you and I have something in common. When we had to spend the night at our grandmother's house, it was quite creepy. Yes. and I, Well, on both sides for me, there was different things that were kind of Creepy and scary. Yeah, why I guess. was it so spooky there? Because I loved my grandma and I had great memories at her house, but nighttime. <laughs> and I'll tell you why the ambiance was it would, it would get pretty pretty weird because you're a kid and you're imagining things. Everything's old and weird. Yeah. Everything's so there's old. nothing that seems to be from even the century that you are living in. At least at my grandma's <laughs> house, everything seemed to be. I'm picturing from, a haunted mansion now. <laughs> it almost was. My uh, grandma there on my uh, my dad's side, her house, well, there's just a lot of different things going on. Mm-hmm. And for one, she had one of those clocks that, uh, I guess it's a grandfather clock mm-hmm. or um, would just go off. It chimed? It chimed at every hour, but it, it ticked. So you would just hear. That's all of, all night long. That is perfect for a murder mystery. Yes, and just watching people's eyes dart to the other, and the camera pans. Who did it? It's I know it's so. There's that. I had I had choices in terms of where I slept, but it was not near anybody. So my grandma had her room. <laughs> you can go into Siberia over here, or that cave over there. It felt like a million miles away, but it was literally probably 10 yards away from where everybody else is still i love that concept as a kid you're like i know not near anybody there was there was a room that i could use that i i don't remember using it that much until i was a little bit older but she had a three-bedroom house and so my parents would be in one room that was usually my grandpa's yeah where did he go my he would then sleep in my grandma's room which (laughs) they did not normally sleep in the same room neither did my no, I think at some point they just go, you you snore, you fart, I'm done, I'm out, let's just have our I own space. I can never forgive you for what you did, and yet divorce is not possible. <laughs> yeah. No, do you think, um, do you think, I was, I wrote this down earlier, it was like, to ask you 
outside of the podcast, but do you think that is our future? Like that they were just there ahead of the time? Not in New York. No. I know. Where are we going to get we're, the luxury no. of separate rooms? You yeah. have to toggle. You're like, we're lucky that our daughter is not sleeping in our bed. I like know. Like Charlie Bucket style. I was going to say, <laughs> it feels like the Clampets, but that's their car. They were millionaires. <laughs> Charlie Bucket's a better, better description. Yeah, Willy Grandpa, Wonka style. head to toe. Head to toe. Yes. And so there was that. So either that, this room, which... I, I didn't sleep in that one much because it, it felt really old. Like everything felt really dated in there. Uh-huh. Or I could be in the living room on the couch, which that's where I was most of the time. Mm-hmm. And occasionally there would be other cousins, which my cousins are much older because they're more the ages of my siblings, which is like, if I think probably the closest one there was 10 or 15 years older than me. So maybe one of them was in that room. And so I'd be on this couch. The clock would be ticking. It was dark they lived in this area uh near the woods and so i don't even know if they had curtains up i can't remember that or not so it just seems like right. it would, you could just see out in the woods and for some reason it never seemed to have leaves out there it just Ooh. seems like it was uh almost sleepy hollow style just yeah. and there are there are murder mysteries written by mary higgins clark that sound just like this yes <laughs> and so that was my grandma's house and then she also had a dog and i, may, I don't know if i've said this before here but like grandparents just have mean dogs so she had a mean little dog called mm-hmm. little bit that if it was ever around would bark at me and so i couldn't really just get up and go to the bathroom the dog would be barking at me oh my goodness that's <laughs> even worse yeah, so, dog. right and that was grandma thayer's house and then and she was in ohio and then grandma fry's house was uh scary in a different way is that um when so her house was old too but hers was like stuck in the 19 19- Fifth, late 50s where everything was pinkish color and everything was the house of the future but of that time so sure. decades before but it was stuck in so that time so one time it was modern but not anymore right and so then I would sleep on a cot in the same room as my parents because she had a two bedroom she might have had a three bedroom but the third bedroom had was just full of like antiques and stuff and so wow a whole bedroom for antiques I know yeah well, maybe it wasn't antiques. Maybe it was just her stuff, but it looked like antiques to me. I was like, this vacuum cleaner is from the 50s. And so <laughs> they, I slept on a cot. And even though my parents were in a bed next to me, it was pitch black in there. And, and I wasn't used to that. I slept with the door open and a hall light on when oh, I was no. at home. So Heaven this, help you if you I know, need a nightlight. Just pitch black. And I just remember staring at the ceiling. And waiting for my eyes to adjust so I could then sort of see my parents were next to me. <laughs> Couldn't you hear them breathing? And I don't. Well, I didn't. They were not at that stage of snoring so much that they had to be in separate rooms. Right. So I didn't hear they were breathing. Still, they were still able to sleep together. Um, yeah, we had my grandma. My layout was like a uni level. Is that what they call it when there's no stairs? I, I guess. Okay, I, don't, so I don't know if I've ever heard the term layer unilevel. <laughs> Is this a unilevel house? Isn't that the term? What I've never heard it? that. One story? A single level. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Single level. I didn't say I don't understand the term. I said I've never heard of it. Like, who calls it a unilevel? I don't know. I, there's bi-levels and tri-levels, but I haven't heard unilevel. Well, I've never heard of bi-level or tri-level, so I don't know where where I got the term. But um. So anyway, wasn't yours a one story or not? I was picturing one Bo- story. Bo- both both grandmas had one story houses. You yes. see, folks at home, Luke and I are both from 
Indiana. So our childhoods match up a lot, even though we're different people from different years. Yes, even though my grandparents, one was in Ohio and one was in Illinois. It's all the same general Midwest. Okay, true. Yeah. It's all current. Carn, carn country? Carn? I'm trying to say corn, but I was also thinking of bread <laughs> well, well, your donor likes corn. <laughs> My donor likes corn. <laughs> Y'all looking around here to be shopping for some vittles? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Trader Joe guy back. He's, he oh, heard, he's back. Welcome yeah, back. He heard Happy, you, you like some corn. It's Pappy Joe, everybody. Um, so, <laughs> your glass of corn? Is that what you said? That's funny. <laughs> So, um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say glass of corn, but it is funny that you said that. Like, <laughs> What was my grandma's house like? So she raised five kids in this place, and I don't know where they all slept. They all slept in the back bedroom. And when nightfall came, my mom was like, you guys are sleeping in the back bedroom. You guys would be me and my sister. Sometimes some cousins would be there too. The back bedroom had freezing cold blue linoleum tile, and the walls were made of pine slats. And they all, it was knotted pine. So that means at night, all the dark knots in the wood turned into creepy eyeballs (laughs) (laughs) that were staring at you. We had, as I recall, one small window that also overlooked a backfield area. And, but at night, you know, in Indiana at night, it's just pitch black. And of course, that means a werewolf or the boogeyman is going to pop his head (laughs) up. So the dare would be, go near the window. And it's like, I'm not going over there. That's when he's going to pop up and grab me. <laughs> and so <laughs> so you, like you said, I love when you said you just laid on your back and stare at the ceiling waiting for your eyes to adjust. I would just stare at the walls and look for the least scary eyes <laughs> right behind me above oh, my head. Oh, those are some kind eyes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones that look the least scary because some of them would be like angry eyes, you know. So, um, you know, when they're frowning inward, but they're still the underneath is circular okay mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> you know like every cartoon angry eye that you've ever seen yeah like that <laughs> behind me was a portrait of jesus white jesus by the way because <laughs> this is indiana and um i don't i feel like that's where he had blonde hair and blue eyes but no that was in a book i this guy had brown hair and then above the other <laughs> this guy this the painting behind me behind the headboard and then there was a twin bed next to mine because my grandparents were Catholic, uh, is, had the Virgin Mary. So I thought the twin bed was the Catholic part. Like a twin bed, because my grandparents were Catholic. Uh, yeah, nice placement of that. They were Catholic, that's why they slept in separate beds. I do want to tell you the layout, because I was thinking tonight, like if we were sleeping in that space where, the, where uh, growing up, my mom's siblings and she would sleep. So that's five kids right back there. But we were just two of us. So there were just two twin beds left. And our own bathroom, which was nice. Because uh, it had one of those puffy seats. You ever seen a puffy seat toilet? Uh, my grandma had a puffy seat toilet. My, my grandma in Ohio, my grandma there, had a puffy seat toilet. And she had some sort of, uh, maybe, is it macrame? Covering for her TP and for her tissues. Wow, that is involved. Um, I love the cozy. Yeah, TP cozy. So this was actually, you reminded me of my grandpa's private bathroom that we would use. But <laughs> when guests would come over, he would go and use the regular one and we would have his. But it had magazines next to it that's how i knew it was his magazines that only he'd be interested in like hunting and fishing and so um 
it we could skate in that back linoleum with your socks which was fun but when nightfall came you just had to stay in that twin bed and i was thinking my mom must have shared my grandma's bedroom my grandma's bedroom had a twin separate it was like i love lucy is that the show where they slept separately or was i love lucy revolutionary and that they slept together i don't remember if they were sleeping in the same bed but uh, i think you're thinking dick van dyke Okay, they're the ones that yeah. had the separate didn't, beds. Didn't they have separate beds? Yeah, maybe the Donna Reed show. Maybe they all did up till I Love Lucy. Something like that. I think maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think maybe the Brady Bunch is the Brady Bunch the first time they were sleeping in the same bed? I mean, they were they were pawing at each other in that bed, as I recall. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brady. So, um, so, and then my grandpa had a room where he had a queen bed, a larger bed, and it was really elevated. Like you had to climb to get onto that thing, and it was always made and pristine. It looked like army corners, and so and it had <laughs> a picture of a portrait of his parents behind it in an oval frame, and it was sepia toned. And the his mother had hair that was like a bun piled on top of her head. It and and her and a high collar blouse. I really wish I could see that picture again, but they looked ancient. They looked like what you would see on a cameo, you know, a little like brooch. It's like uh, Back to the Future 3. It looks like they took that (laughs) one picture with Doc Brown. (laughs) Exactly. I would stare at that picture a lot. So, so those are, that's the layout and those are the bedrooms. And that was the reason it was creepy. I didn't have a rule like you couldn't get up, but whenever, when the whole house was asleep, you didn't dare wake up. The only good thing was parents went to bed after the kids. So you could sneak down the hallway and listen to adults talk in the kitchen and, and they would always be, always be gossiping about people in that small town where my grandma <laughs> lived. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember the gossip part because I don't, I don't remember them doing that. But they would play cards. And what my, it's at least on the Thayer side, they would be uh, just making fun of each other the entire time. Oh, like, I love it. Uh, yes, but not everyone did love that, I think. Yeah, what it, kind of teases do you remember? The teasing uh, remarks? I, I don't remember because I, I, I wouldn't necessarily be in the room because they would have me... If I was sleeping out in the living room with the clock, mm-hmm. it I wouldn't be there until they decided to go to bed. So they had me go lay down in my grandpa's bed that my parents would eventually be sleeping in, which was like one of those big sleigh beds, I think is what they're Ooh. called. It, which always seemed like it was very high up as well. When you right, said that, right. I was like, oh yeah, you really had to climb into our grandpa's bed. And then whenever it was time for me to come out, if I hadn't fallen asleep, they'd, I'd just walk me out. If not, they'd carry me out and put me in the living room. And then I wake up in the middle of the night, there's a clock going off. And- <laughs> you know, some people have a sound machine of a metronome or a ticking clock that helps them go to sleep. Not you. <laughs> now I know how to creep you out in the middle of the night. Yes, if I hear, hear some sort of ticking going off. <laughs> And the chime. I love a clock chime. It's so I funny know. that that's a creepy sound. That's to why in Stranger Things, the most recent uh, uh, season, that really resonates with me, that clock chime. Oh, my gosh. Run it up the hill. <laughs> Make a deal with God. Um, <laughs> let's, let's switch gears for your peace of mind. What's your favorite place to be? Because mine is the library. Oh, I don't know. that. Well, you know, the library was in place as a kid that I really liked, especially the school library because they had little cubbies. I don't know. Did you have a cubby? I had a cubby. We had little cubbies that you could read. And that was, for some reason, nothing seemed more fun as a kid than when we were in the library to throw myself on the floor and get under this cubby and read. Oh, I forgot about that. Our cubbies were in kindergarten where you put your things, like your backpack. Well, there's that cubby. like, But yeah, I'm not stuffing myself into a <laughs> essentially an open-faced locker. Yeah. These, so you had a reading nook. Yes. That they called cubbies. That's They cute. called it a cubby. Yeah, we didn't I love have, that word. Yeah. I need a cubby for adults. 
We had, um, we, I just wanted to take you back here way, way back. We would watch quote unquote movies on a quote unquote movies. (laughs) (laughs) You remember watching any kind of story told on a slide projector where they would play an audio cassette tape and it would go bing when it was time to turn the picture? Yeah. yeah, When I was very young, I do remember there being those. I, I can't remember what they were i just remember the sound more than the actual <laughs> yeah, visual sound. ding next and they would turn the lights down low we'd all sit cross-legged and face the projector screen and it seemed very special but in hindsight it's like that's not a movie <laughs> <laughs> we were watching a, a slideshow of a storybook i guess and um uh once i i had my pants on backwards the librarian <laughs> Either I noticed it or the librarian pointed it out to me, and I or I told her I was like my pants were on backwards, and she said you can change them over here because we had these really low shelves, and she stood lookout. Lena Sproul, thank you. You always smelled yummy, and you and you gave me um, licorice gum once a year, which always was licorice a treat. gum. Speaking Blackjack of gum, speaking of like old, I felt so special. Yeah, maybe so. I just had her gum that <laughs> old she had. Trader Joe's come out again. Everybody uh, enjoy heard, my licorice gum. <laughs> I heard y'all like the licorice gum. Well, I know <laughs> nothing you- like chewing on a good old piece of licorice root. <laughs> So, uh, so she stood lookout while I changed my pink corduroys that were on backwards. And you know what? Uh, I'd like to say that I cured that problem at age six, but I still put pa- everything on backwards. <laughs> Underwear, pants, shirts. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing to me. You, you think that, you know, when you're zipping up your butt crack, you would know... <laughs> That I maybe this is not the way pants were intended. Would you look at what I'm wearing right now? This have no zipper. That's the thing. I wear too many lounge clothes that have no logos, and this is the problem. And I cut the tags out because the tags are itchy. So boom, it's all backwards. You just wear baggy, ill-fitted, sweat-like clothing that seem to have no shape and no front or back. I'm living my best life. Thanks for joining us today. If you had a great time, let us know on social. Follow Kid Is In School on Twitter and The Kid Is In School on Instagram. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Be sure to throw us one of those five-star ratings and share with your friends. Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home. <laughs>